Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. Matthew Kachuk makes his return to the Saddle Dome as the Flames show off the best jersey in the league. And can the Flames beat the Panthers on home ice to start this homestand with Dan Vladar in net? Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to or welcome to Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and tonight the Flames are kicking off a five-game homestand against the Florida Panthers. Will there be cheers or jeers for Matthew Kachuk when he hits the ice? I'll be interested to see how that pans out. And, of course, how can the Flames snap this skid? And who will, who will be my Flames to watch tonight as the Florida Panthers come to town? But before we do that, just a quick uh, little business note. Remember to subscribe to Lockdown Flames wherever you're getting your podcast, And remember to uh, subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Follow us on social media, Locked On Flames, LO underscore Flames Pod on Twitter, so you can stay up to date with all the latest and greatest news. Calgary's golden child, Matthew Kachuk, is back. He's back tonight. And according to Ryan Pike, no one scored or scored more goals or took more penalties than Matthew Kachuk in his time span in Calgary. And I should say that, like, did that in Calgary. Like, none of his teammates did that. So, currently, Matthew Kachuk has 29 points. The closest flame is Elias Lindholm with 16. I cannot explain how sorely the flames are missing. That uh, front of the net presence between him and Gaudreau. And I think we have seen that in the drop-off in offense, and there's no one down low for the Flames to just kind of to score. And we've seen it. We've seen it. We've all seen it, okay? And I think we all know that Matthew Kuchuk is a fantastic player, and there is um, something very fun about his game, and we don't have to defend his actions anymore. Can I get a heck yeah? And, you know... We know what to we know what to expect when he's hitting the ice. We do. He's a predictable player, and I think the Flames are going to have to play better defense this entire game. But especially when Matthew Kachuk is on the ice, I think that you know it's <laughs> it's very easy to sit here and talk about all the negative things that Matthew Kachuk brings to the ice, um, and that I basically just mean like quote unquote injuring intentionally engineering players that Jonathan quick things still doesn't sit right with me. And I still think it should have been more than a two game suspension, but I have to say the flames are going to have to find a way to dominate the ice tonight. They're going to have to find a way to make things go in their favor. They're going to have to, tilt the game their way and of course you know just not be too far in their heads and we're going to talk more about what the flames have to bring to the table tonight coming up next but the bigger question here 
that everyone wants to know. Will you be cheering? Or are you going to be booing? I know that people are upset that he didn't want to stay in Calgary because how dare a man be isolated and lonely in somewhere where he doesn't really know a lot of people? And how dare he do what's best for him and not walk in free agency, but ultimately get one of the best returns in franchise history? Anyways. <laughs> I personally think it would be silly for anyone to not cheer for him. Um, you know, I get it. Some things are personal, but at the end of the day, there are just silly things that you can't um, hold people, you know, I don't think it's that deep to boo him. And of course, I asked Flames fans on Twitter working on the pod today what are your what are your feelings about Kachuk being back and will you boo him Justin of uh Sea of Red Central says I'll cheer for him he didn't do anything wrong he's a good kid who made a decision that was best for him the work he did in our community was wonderful too much love for Chucky and I think that's a good answer and then uh Vic Rick at Mr. Grayflow says not even a little bit he got us a good package to salvage our franchise. It's the other one I despise and actively cheer against. All right. I guess we still have hard feelings for Johnny Gaudreau there. Um, and that, <clears throat> excuse me, Scott Hood says, I feel he should be booed heavily. He wanted out of Calgary. He's playing far better than either of the guys he was traded for. Zero loyalty. I'd boo him. Okay. Again, personally speaking, no. A contract has a finite term. Once the once that is fulfilled, the player has no further obligation to the team. I'd rather trade that player, get something in return. That That's a fair answer. And then Clyde says, yes, yes, I will. All right, so we still have a lot of hard feelings in Calgary regarding Matthew Kachuk. And, um... Go listen to some Taylor Swift. Go yell at your TV tonight. Do whatever you need to do to help yourself heal. Because I promise you being mean on Twitter, it's not going to take care of that. But coming up next, we are going to talk about what the Flames need to do to win. Because my God, they they need to figure it out. They, they have to do all these things that they keep talking about in interviews that they have to do. And actually put those actions into words. But before we do that, we are going to take a quick minute. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info and stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts and are looking to throw more in the mix, head on over to Bet Online and you can find them there as well. They're the easiest and fastest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. As always, thank you for tuning into today's show. I appreciate you. 
And uh, remember to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. The thing here is that I feel like we're back where we were pre-Daryl Sutter. I knew the Flames were going to be off to a slow start, right? Of course, like you're losing two 40 goal scorers. You're making adjustments. But I didn't think it would be this. I feel like we're waiting and waiting for this team to turn a corner. Thankfully, there are 82 games this season and not 56. So we don't have to just kind of say like, oh my God, like basically the first half of the season is done. And we have a little bit more wiggle room there. But these actions on the ice are not equaling what the words they're saying in these press conferences. So I don't know if it's the lines. I don't know if it is the coaching. I don't know what it is that is causing the Flames to have this continuous struggle. I thought that the win in Florida against the Panthers was kind of going to be a moment where they would turn that corner. And I talked so much about turning the corner back during the shortened season. And I feel like we're back there, but it's not as bad. But tonight, we do have some goaltending, quote-unquote, controversy, which we didn't have in 2021. (laughs) Dan Vladar gets the start, and this is only his fifth home start since being traded to the team in 2021. To me, that is a very concerning statistic, considering they played 41 home games last year, and how many so far this year? Um... Not a great look for Daryl Sutter, not starting his backup goalie at home uh, and continuing to burn out and ride Jacob Markstrom into the ground. But so far this season, he started five games and is one and four. One, four, and oh. Things are going great. Great here in Calgary. With a 2.8 goals against average and a 9.08 save percentage. To me, those are backup goaltender numbers. I'm not like gonna I'm not gonna sit here and throw jabs at the guy who is basically just paid to sit on the stool because his coach just doesn't want to play him. I think that that's silly. I think Dan Vladar came up in Uh, one of the best goaltending pipelines um, prospect-wise and had a lot of great people to learn from and learn with. And he is finding himself, you know, he's finding that rhythm in Calgary when he starts. He was supposed to start one game a week and we haven't seen that. So, of course, we're going to see a few shaky starts from him. But I think that the Flames offense needs to go out there and win a game for Vladar. They are going to have to figure something out tonight. They have to dominate in their um, own end, or in Florida's end, rather, and keep control of the game. Make, like, just exhaust Florida. Exhaust the Panthers by, you know, going in and, like, dumping and chasing. I, I know, I know we have talked so many times about how dump and chase hockey is ineffective and, like, It is just like the worst thing that this team does sometimes. But I think that this is one of those games where they're going to have to make the team work for it and really 
force their opponent to play kind of, I don't want to say bad hockey, but like not the hockey that they're used to. And I, I, they haven't really done that this season besides like that first game against Edmonton. I think that was truly the only game that I saw them really make their opponent work for it. At least that's like the first one that comes to mind. And we need to see something. We need to see a flash of life. Please show us signs of life. Please remind us that you know how to score goals during regulation. No, no more of this extra hockey for the time being. Um, hold a lead. I think we still need to work on that. And the other day, Brad Tree Living told Mangiapani that he needs to play like a beat up Honda Civic instead of a fancy car. That's great. That is super great, but you're not, you already have somebody on your team that you're paying to play like a beat up Honda Civic and they haven't had a goal in almost 80 games. So maybe we don't say that to one of the best goal scorers on the team. Um, personally, just, just my opinion, but no, I think that Andrew Mangiapane is Someone who does need to find their offense. He needs to just figure it out. I think that he is struggling. I think, again, it's a confidence issue. I think that he is probably in his own head because he knows that, you know, he has an expectation to live up to. And he's still a young kid. And he just signed that contract extension as well. And I... I do expect more from him. I do. And I think everyone should, but the expectations shouldn't be a 40 goal season when he's buried on a line with Dylan Dubé and, you know, Backlund or something. You know what I mean? Like you can't, like you have to manage those expectations. And my expectation going into tonight is less special teams, less special teams. The Panthers are smack dab in the middle of average when it comes to special teams. So I don't think that the Flames necessarily have like a giant advantage here. I think that you're going to have to watch Nikita Zadorov and make sure that he's not tripping, high sticking, uh, doing anything that is going to put you in a situation where you're down a man. No more penalty kills. I think that Nikita Zadorov should have to pay every single one of his teammates like 10 grand every single time he takes a penalty. It's like when you spray a dog with water so they don't jump on the couch or a cat when they scratch the couch. You just have to condition them and eventually they learn. Coming up next, we are going to talk about the flames of the game or flames to watch who I have on my radar heading into tonight's game. And thank you so much for tuning into Locked on Flames. Make sure that you are following and subscribing the show wherever you get your podcasts. We just talked about Nikita Zadorov, and you know that he is on my watch list as well. Um, I probably should use better wording there because he's not on like an actual watch list, but he, he's on my radar. He's not, you know, he's just someone you need to watch and be careful for. Um, Are we taking the over or under on penalties? 
I would take the over because it's Nikita Zadorov, baby. But I, I just think that part of the solution here is him seeing less ice time. And Nick Zararis talked about it a lot on the show, and I couldn't agree more. He needs to be on the ice less, especially if Tanev is back and healthy. Just please get Nikita Zadorov off my screen when he doesn't need to be out there. He is not your number one defenseman. That is Mackenzie Wegar. Just please. Dan Vladar, flame to watch. 200%. He had an excellent outing against the Penguins last week. He saved 39 shots and was the reason the Flames were able to get a point out of that. I tweeted that Markstrom should have started only because I think that Markstrom needed another win under his belt for confidence. Like I didn't have any issues with the way that Vladar played. That's, I guess I should clear that up right now, but I just, I want to see these goalies get into a rhythm. And I swear to God, if we have to start doing like one after the other, like every other game in order to find that rhythm, just do it. I don't care. That is extreme circumstances considering you are paying Markstrom like six and a half million dollars, but just do it. And of course, you know, I think with Brad Tree Living's comments, you're going to have to watch Manji Pani. I think that he's going to try to switch up his game a little bit. I'm sure he went to Milan Lucic to ask for advice about how to play like an old beat up Honda Civic. Actually, that was my first car. My first car in 2014 was a 2006 Honda Civic. I named him Bruce, but I just, I think that Manjupani is someone that is hopefully going to come into his own. He had a fantastic year last year. And I think that, you know, he is missing that rhythm that he was in. I, I know that he was close with Gaudreau too. So I wonder if like, not to get like all psychoanalytical here, but like, I wonder if he like misses his teammate and is just kind of like, I don't have him to go do it, go to for advice or anything like that sort of deal. But anyways, no psychoanalysis here on Lockdown Flames. And of course, my final player to watch here is Milan Lucic because we are pushing 80 games without a goal or anything meaningful. 80, I think it's up to 76 games now without a blocked shot. Um, yeah, without a goal. So let's keep those counters going because let's see. I know he's done this once before in his career. He went, I think it was like 96 games without a goal. Um, that was when he was with the Oilers. And I'm pretty sure that's when he was traded. So we're just going to keep an eye out for these things. We are going to keep an eye out. Because I have little to no faith in Milan Lucic. And you can write that down. But again, Dan Vladar, 39 uh, saves last time he was out there. Nikita Zadorov, less time on ice for you. Andrew Mangiapane, play your game how you want to and how you're comfortable doing it. Don't listen to your general manager. Don't listen to him, but also like don't get too, too much in your head about it. And Milan Lucic we got to figure something out with you because I know that we're working on like a two-year extension. I can like feel that in my bones, but alrighty, everyone, 
that will do it for me today here on Locked on Flames. I greatly appreciate you tuning in, supporting the show, supporting me whenever you get the chance. But I will catch you next time. And thank you so much. Bye-bye.